Hello, my name is Tyler Dunn, and you're watching Goals and Updates, where we take negative thinking and transform it to positive thinking. I started Goals and Updates after helping my friend who was going through suicidal thoughts and was put on drugs by a doctor who stated it wasn't her fault, that she was born this way. I realized at this time my friend needed the truth because the truth will set you free. After helping my friend change her negative thinking to positive thinking, I quickly realized that I could help people by changing the way we think automatically to a more positive mindset. Thank you for checking out Goals and Updates, and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Goals and Updates. We're on episode 116 of Goals and Updates, where we take your negative defaulted mindset and change it into a positive mindset. We're going to be talking about a couple things today. If you're new to the show, how we normally do this is I go into some updates about my life, and, and that shows you that I'm trying to implement the same stuff as, uh, as I'm basically trying to teach you the topics that I talk about. I'm trying to implement them into my own life, or I am implementing them into my own life. Um, the two topics we're going to end up talking about after we do the, the updates of my life is going to be get to the point. The second one's going to be why you should be a proud American. So what's going to happen, and then we'll talk about done deal investments after that, but what's going to end up uh, happening is we'll start off with the updates. Now, some updates that I have for you guys <clears throat> this week is um, I basically, see what I can start with. Well, first of all, I got up to 70 episodes right now up on, uh, on the board you'll see behind me. We have the Goals and Updates, which is the Podbean platform, which is the main website for Goals and Updates. I got up to 70 episodes yesterday. I worked for like... I think four or five hours getting episodes up as I'm trying to catch it up because there's a couple episodes I want to show certain people. And the only way I can do that obviously is to give them access to the episodes. At the same time, I've been kind of coming on this show every, uh, every couple of weeks and I needed to um, be able to, you know, stick to my word. I, you know, I'm trying to develop goals and updates as fast as possible, get it up to speed. So then it's just kind of simple navigation and basically simple uh for once i'm done with the live stream i just upload it to the Podbean and or apple podcast but um so i'm caught up to up i'm about episode 70 on both apple podcast and Podbean. sorry it's kind of weird pointing and i'm looking at the screen but um, i'm up to episode 70 i'm hoping by the end of tonight i'll either be at a hundred around a hundred episodes up and running or pretty close to 100 and you know 116 because now we're on 116 right now 100 or episode 116. So <clears throat> I should be caught up within this week on the episodes. Uh, I had a little bit of problems when I was first doing it. I soft I had to clean up soft get or get certain software to clean up my uh, Mac and my system preferences took up about like 100 gigabytes almost and I only have. Uh, my computer I have is really defaulted at 121 gigabytes. So I couldn't do anything, and I was figuring out how to do it. I looked up online, found the software, cleaned it up, and I was cruising through episodes, converting them. Because you have to understand, when I download them, I download them from Facebook, and they're big file sizes. They're in MP format, which is video and audio. Then i got to convert them to MP3 from MP3, and now i got to – put them up and upload them to the Podbean, and then it automatically through the RSS feed will go to the Apple Podcast. There's only one place where they need to upload them, but um, it does take a good like maybe 15 minutes in total to you know uh, convert them to MP3 and then upload them to Podbean. 
And some of the other episodes I'm not, I don't even have downloaded yet. So those take a good couple of minutes as well to download, then convert, and then upload. So it's uh, something I'm working on, I'm trying to cre- uh, clean up the process, and I'm trying to get more relevant with what I'm, you know, the stuff that I'm doing on the live stream and getting them up as fast as possible caught up because I was really far behind. So <clears throat> I ended up not going to Toastmasters. I normally go on Tuesdays, as most people know. I go to Toastmasters, which is public speaking. And <clears throat> I didn't end up going. I just ended up telling them I can't make it to the meeting yesterday just because I wanted to donate the extra hour and a half towards uploading the episodes. I just really want to get caught up. And, and cause I always feel kind of behind because I'm on, you know, I keep on producing episodes twice a week, but I'm really far behind on my website and different things where, um, if you join and you're kind of interested, like, Oh man, he's on 116. I really would want to see his old episodes, see what he's doing. And you get to see some of the co-hosts <clears throat> or uh, people that I put on here co-hosting, you know, now you're able to do that. That's what I kind of wanted to do. So I had to catch myself back up. But so that's one update. I have 70 episodes uploaded right now on the on the goals and updates uh, Podbean website and on Apple Podcasts. I just checked, so we're up and running. The next thing I wanted to update you guys on was uh, I've been in. I think I announced this last Monday, and what I've been doing is I've been trying to help my friend. Uh, he's kind of in a financial hole, and I've been trying to help him out and and give him some tips that I've been learning through personal credit myself. Uh, for the last, I want to say maybe the last, uh, 24, I think 18 or 17 was the first time I got a credit card, but, uh, his credit wasn't good. He was behind on payments on his car. Uh, his car was like high payments, but, um, I, and, and he's kind of trapped. There's a lot of credit card consumption debt that's kind of holding him back. So I told him, I basically told him I'll help him out for free, but I told him the other day, I was hanging out with him yesterday, I was, I told him that uh, if once I get to a certain point where he feels comfortable enough to sign up for Patreon, because that's really what I'm trying to grow right now is my Patreon support, which all he would do is a dollar a month. So, I mean, to help him get financially free, I, he had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of debt. Like, I think we looked up on Credit Karma, he has about, I think it's like $12,000 in credit card debt. Uh, which isn't too bad. It might sound like a lot to all, like a lot of people, but it's really not that much. Uh, sometimes we'll get into a lot more than that. And <clears throat> I'm trying to help him out, get his credit up, get him personal loan, help him pay off some of the debts. Same time, get him into different rules, like paying himself first and different things where it's going to help him out. So, and the reason I did that, by the way, too, um, and I'm going to get to the update in a minute, but the reason I helped him or I'm trying to help him is because if I can if I can show him the right ways to manage his personal finance and help him out, then that means I can go and help other people. And he's kind of just a, he's kind of like a, he's kind of in my, in my eyes, kind of a a test right now because I know I can help him 110%. I know I can help him out, but it's just how long is it going to take me to help him? Uh, Fixing your credit is it's, I compare it a lot to working out because if you want a ripped body, it's not going to be one one time at the gym and you get a six pack and, and you're buff. It, it takes consistency. It takes discipline. It takes changing certain habits that were causing you to gain a lot of fat. And that's the same idea with credit and finance. Like you got to, it's the same idea as you're trying to change your habits of spending and not saving. And then you're trying to cut out some of the fat that you're spending 
and you're trying to budget, see what's going on. Same thing as if you're trying to lose weight, right? You're going to, you're going to log what you're eating and you're going to log the calories and everything. And you're going to try to cut out the bad calories and try to uptake the good calories. And that's basically what I'm trying to do for him. So that's uh that's something where um, I'm working on with him. I'll give you more updates as we get, you know, as I actually really give, I actually get him a lot of good things right now. We're just trying to fix his credit, but uh, I figured if I could help him out with his credit, then I can probably add on to my business, done deal investments and personal finance stuff, which I think a lot more people might need um, over the real estate part of done deal investments. But uh, the personal finance, I think a lot of people need a lot of people are in debt and a lot of people need help. And I figured it's kind of hand in hand with the real estate in a, in a, in a sense. So <clears throat> that's one thing. Uh, the good thing is he told me that uh, for Christmas, this is pretty fun. Well, it's not funny, but it's pretty cool that uh, for Christmas, which is what I normally do, is I ask for things I need, not what I want. Most people, what they do, this is a good tip for you. Uh, most people for Christmas, they ask for what they want. So they go, okay, I want a PlayStation. I want an Xbox. I want uh, new rims on my car, right? Certain things that you don't need, you just want them. And he said what he did is he made a deal with his parents on Christmas they would pay, uh, he's bonding his car payment, so they would catch him up on his car payment, they'd make two car payments, and that would be like his Christmas gift. And I was like, that's actually pretty brilliant, because that was the next thing I was going to work on with him, is he has to catch up on the car. So, it, uh, it was definitely smart on his part, and that's what I would tell you guys to do, is more, uh, ask for things you need, not what you want. That's normally what I do, like ask for jumper cables last Christmas, ask for things that I needed that would be an expense to myself, that maybe I really couldn't afford or I didn't really uh I didn't really have the money to do and so uh that's what I kind of did now <clears throat> so that's kind of that's one of the updates helping wrote down on here helping my friend but I'll give you more updates as I go through and I started kind of fixing his credit and I'll, I'll actually give you the tips of uh, what I'm doing to actually fix his credit so anyways the next one which is a big achievement is um I finally got in the mail for about a year now, I've been on a secured credit card with my business, with Done Deal Investments. And uh, the reason I'm going to explain this to you is because it kind of ties into what I was talking about with uh, his credit. But I'm now I'm working on business credit. And business credit is different from personal credit in, in a lot of different ways. I mean, I could you know, talk to you about business credit and, and uh, be here for over hour, you know, probably like three hours talking about it. But um, what I did was I put down $500 which was the minimum uh, at the time I really only had like $500 put down on a card and uh, put it on a secured card and started building business credit through my business with a secured card with uh, my bank. And this is something that I'm going to try to use for my friend, ironically enough, because we were talking about getting the secured card because he maxed out three or four of his cards. And the only way, uh, a lender or a credit card lender is going to give him a credit card is by him putting skin in the game. So he's going to have to put down a certain amount of money and that's going to be his limit. And he's going to have to oh, buy, you know, show, you know, prove to the, the lender, the credit lender that he can literally pay back on time, that he's not, uh, he's not going to overspend. And if he does overspend, he loses his money. It's almost like a, it's almost like a down deposit. That's how I look at it as. And, so that's uh, so it's interesting that I actually did that with my business because the big thing is when you start a business, and the reason I'm telling you about this is not because you know, I'm trying to boast or brag. I mean, it's a good, it, trust me, it's it's a big accomplishment for me because it shows that I'm going in the right direction for my business, and 
Um, slowly but surely, I'm building. I'm building up a business. I'm not just telling you I'm, I'm doing a business. I'm actually, you know, taking as big a step as I possibly can and really building. But, um, <clears throat> but I just got in the mail today that the, the physical card, so they call that an unsecured card or an unsecured business credit card. So I just got that, but it's just ironic. I was, you know, talking to my friend the other day about getting a secured card and then my, my unsecured card came in the mail. So it's kind of ironic. Now, um, so that's one achievement I wanted to go over with you guys with done deal investments that I, you know, building business credit, because the hard thing is when you start a business, you have zero credit and what, and this is a mistake that I'll tell you that I kind of did a little bit until I started researching is, um, I started kind of using my personal credit and this is a mistake. A lot of rookie, uh, business owners that I started reading up online, uh, do is they use their personal credit to gain access to credit for their business or capital. And what ends up happening is you start destroying your personal credit. And what you want to do is uh, you want to separate the business as much as possible on its own and have your own personal stuff, like your own personal credit, your own personal income. And then you want to separate our bank accounts, savings accounts, everything. And then with your business, you want to do the same. You want to make your own business uh, checking and saving accounts. And you want to try to build your own business credit. Um, I'm trying to think if I left anything else, uh, out that I, that I'm kind of missing here, but you want to try to keep it all different. It, the business is one entity, your personal, uh, life is your own individual entity. And that's what I read up on. But what most people do is they use their personal credit to kind of boost up their capital in the business. And then it backfires because then you screw up both because your business is not as reliable as yourself. Yourself has been in business for a while, but you're just starting this new business. So you end up kind of uh, screwing up your personal business and, and messing up your personal credit. So um, that's a good tip I can give you that I've I've learned because I did get myself into a little bit of credit card uh, consumption debt um, through my business. I was trying to do things through the business and I put it on my personal not knowing and then I read up on things like how do I – because I, I knew I couldn't apply for – I wasn't getting any – I wasn't – I couldn't really apply to anything. Every single time I tried to apply something, they're like, oh, like – you don't have any business credit. We have to go through your personal. So I just thought, okay, like I'll let them run the personal, let them do this. And then later on I read up on stuff online and they're like, yeah, it's the biggest rookie mistake you want. You don't want to run your personal through your business. So uh, just a, just a tip that came to mind as I'm describing the two, um, the two goals or updates, I guess they're more updates because uh, I guess a goal would be that I'm trying to help my friend get out of credit card consumption debt and fix his credit. Uh, the update would, I guess, be I got an unsecured business credit card with Dundee Investments. But that's uh, that's that. The next one that I have is the last one that I have for you today. But this one is very interesting, and uh, it shocked it shocks me sometimes when people do this. But I went over to my friend Steven's house, who I've had on this show as a co-host, um, and which I think was a really good episode because it was two different. Me and him are, uh, I guess, I, if I had to compare me and like myself to Steven, I would say we're, we get along very well. There's no tension or anything, um, but we do see things kind of slightly different. And you saw that if you do watch that episode. I believe that was like episode, oh, man, I think it was like 65 or in the 60s, which it's on, uh, it's on the website and on Apple Podcasts. You want to go watch that, by the way. I, I do have those uploaded. But I, um, he was more, I'm, I'm Republican and, uh, 
on that co-hosting episode, we do kind of announce what we are. So I did say that I was Republican, and I told him that he could announce what he, what he is. I'm just kind of curious. But if he doesn't want to do that publicly, he doesn't have to. And he said he's more independent, but he aligns a little bit more to the left on the Democrat side. So we agreed on a lot of different things because he was more center. He wasn't far left. He wasn't far right. So we didn't agree every, you know, he, he, we had a lot of disagreements, but we agreed on a lot of the same similar structures. We just maybe disagreed a little bit more intensely on the topic. So it was kind of interesting. So I uh, went over his house a couple days, actually, yeah, two days ago, and went over there to go hang out with him. And his mom was home and his mom, I didn't, I've never, I don't think I've ever met his mom before. And I look at it, you know, I, I say, hi, whatever, introduce myself. And she goes, I think I know you. And I'm like, kind of, it kind of threw me off because I, I didn't recognize her at all. And I'm like, huh. I'm like, uh, I, I guess now that you're saying that I kind of do think I recognize you a little bit, but I'm like, I'm not really sure where or how I met you before. And she was like, She's like, no, no, no. She's like, you have a podcast. And I was like, goals and updates? And she's like, yeah, goals and updates. She's like, I saw that podcast. And I was thinking to myself, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I don't under, you know, it, it shocks me because I'm not on that stage. I'm not, I'm not even close to any anywhere where I have millions of followers and millions of, of views or anything. And I probably get I mean, I think the highest I've gotten is maybe 100 views before, but I, I'm still a rookie at the podcast game, and I'm still a rookie at building this, uh, you know, goals and updates up to a good podcast. And it, it shocks me sometimes when I go over people's houses and they're like, yeah, I saw that episode. I saw you. Or like my friend's parents are like, yeah, they showed me this episode and you did really good on this or whatever. It, it, it sometimes throws me for a loop because I'm not used to people um, – I'm not used to people saying like, like, oh, I've, I know you. Like, I've seen you on this show before or something. But um, the interesting part about it was uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, I remember I, I remember uh, your podcast, Goals and Updates. And I was like, huh. I was like trying to think for a second. I was like, how does she? And I was like, oh, yeah, I featured her son, Stephen, on the show. And when I featured Stephen on the show, I, li- I, I accessed his his fan base because I figured out now that I can link people. If I have a co-host – uh, I can link them into the description and the feed goes directly to their Facebook page. And I, you know, at first I didn't know that, but then I realized, oh, okay, it's going to their, their Facebook page. And, uh, but the, the, the weird part about it was that, um, I was, and he also shared it by the way too. So it went directly to his page, but I, it just threw me off for a loop. I'm like, uh, do I know you? <laughs> I was like, do I know you? And it kind of threw me off for a loop because I'm not used to people going, yeah, I've seen, I've seen goals and updates, but I also had this, uh, I also had this other experience where I went over to my friend's house for a party and, uh, his brother, we were talking to his brother, uh, me and my mom were talking to his brother and his brother goes, uh, done deal investments. And I, as you know, it still throws me off when people talk about that. And I'm like, um, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, yeah. How'd you know that? And I was trying to figure out how he knew that. And um, I, I couldn't really figure out how he knew it. And I realized that I had Sterling, which is his brother, as a co-host on the show. And um, I realized that he probably linked he probably linked his account to the feed or somehow it linked, linked his uh, followers into the feed 
and he probably watched an episode where it had done deal investments on it. And I was like, huh, it's kind of interesting. But what it showed me is like when people, when people go, yeah, Hey, I saw that episode or hey, I recognize you from something. And then I say, what is it? A, you know, I do podcasts and goals and updates or done deal investments. They go, yeah, yeah. What it's showing me is that it's, it, what I'm doing is working because people are recognizing me before I even know them, right? And that's what social media and the podcast is designed for. I'm trying to get in front of people that I'm not, I, I'm not, I can't normally get in front of. And that's why it shocks me sometimes when, uh, when, it, when it works. When people are like, yeah, I think I know you. And then I'm like, from what? <laughs> I've never met you. And they go, uh, goals and updates. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I do a podcast, yeah. And uh, so it's, it's still weird for me. But um, it's just interesting to be a hundred, like to be a hundred percent honest with you. It's just it's interesting that it works. Um, and I've had a lot of people, you know, I've had a lot of uh, people tell me um, that are close. This isn't this isn't anyone that's like viewed it maybe a couple times and gave me input. It's just people that are really close to me where they're like, I don't understand why you're doing that. Like, what a waste of time. Like, I don't understand why you're doing that. I don't understand. Uh, you know, no one watches that. I don't know why you're doing that. Oh, you, you know, you shouldn't do two episodes a week. You should maybe do one once a week and maybe you should cut the time down. And, but what I've learned is that, uh, you know, people, you know, the, the people that are closest to you are trying to do it to help you out. But like, I don't, the thing is they don't realize that I, that you have the goal. Like it's, it's your vision. Right. Um, and real quick, I'm just going to dive a little deep into this and I'll get into the two topics, but I, um, this is actually kind of uh, this is actually kind of I guess a, an update and a goal kind of twisted in, but um, I, I you know I'd always fight against it, and I'm like, well, how long do you think the episode should be? And they'd be like, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes max. And I, there's no way I'd fit all the information that I give to you in 20 to 30 minutes. But I understand what they're saying in the sense that a lot of people don't have an hour and a half to view the episode, and that and that's a complaint I got a lot which is something that I'm trying to work on as fast as I possibly can. Uh, the best way to kind of do that is through the website and Apple Podcasts. The more access I can give to you rather than just Facebook and give it to you in audio bite and um, give it access to you as you're driving because that's when a lot of people listen to the podcast, mostly when they're driving, you know, when you're driving your vehicle you have a lot of time and a lot of people really aren't listening to music as much as they are podcasts because they're getting a lot of information in a short period of time. So that's what, um, I, I, that's why it's so important for me to like take time off from Toastmasters and get the episodes caught up because I'm trying to give you more access to the content and I'm trying, excuse me, I'm trying to, you know, be as productive as I possibly can. I, I, the hard thing for me is I'm just doing so many different things that I'm probably, I am stretching myself too thin and I do feel stressed out sometimes. Uh, you know, I do, I do at times feel really stressed because I, I do stretch out my time too much. I have goals and updates. I have done deal investments. I have a full-time job. And on top of that, I'm trying to, um, you know, do the best I can with uh, Toastmasters being a, uh, a vice president of their social media and their marketing in general but, um, or public relations. So that's, th you know, that's uh one, two, three, that's four things right there. On top of that, I'm also trying to, um, you know, get away from my full-time job and get into a better, a better opportunity where I can make more money. Um, and at the same time, prog like actually progress as a human being because this full-time job is not doing it. So I need to go into another field or I need to 
find another opportunity, which I'm working on with the life and health insurance, which, you know, hopefully I'll get to that pretty soon. I'm working on, on figuring that out. But, um, you know, so I got a lot of moving parts that are happening. So I do get stressed out a little bit. I'm also trying to get into the gym a lot more. I'm trying to eat better. So a lot of different moving parts. But um, the point that I was going to make was, uh, you know, they complained about the time. I understood. The, the next solution that I have for that, which uh, it's pro I'm probably not going to do right away. It's probably going to take a little bit of time. But I really want to create a YouTube page. And I want to splice the, the segments. So each topic will have a 20-minute segment, roughly, or maybe 20 or 30-minute segment. What's up, Michael? Um, but, uh, you know, a little 20 or 30-minute segment, and I'll be able to put that on YouTube, and then that'll cut down the time, too. Or someone will be like, hey, I, you know, he's talking about get to the point today. Oh, okay, I watched the 20 or 30-minute segment on uh, get to the point. So that's what I kind of want to try to do with it. But, um so those are kind of the, the goals and the updates, right? Now I'm going to go into the two topics, but uh, just so you get a kind of understanding, like I'm not perfect, right? I'm trying to show you, that's really what the, the updates are for. Updates are just to show you that I'm trying to implement all this stuff as I'm trying to, to talk about it. But so the first topic that I'm going to talk about is get to the point. And the reason I came, I came up with this topic was you talk to a lot of people and uh, it doesn't matter if you're talking to you know, you're on a phone call or you're trying to help, you're trying to help your friend or your family member or anything. And what most people try to do is they spit, they literally, um, trying to think of the, the best term I can give you, but they literally just throw out garbage, right? When they're, when you want to, um, help them out and you're like, Hey, like, what do I, what can I do to help you? Like, what's your problem that you need help, help with? And they give you like a 30 minute, uh, essay on, on on their problem and you're like okay I only really needed maybe two minutes of the 30 minute uh, segment that you basically just gave me for your problem and it's it's a problem that I notice a lot of people is they're trying to catch you up so fast or they think they, they need so much detail for you to understand what they're talking about that they just talk for a long time on the problem and I'm gonna give you some examples of uh, things that I've noticed um, like today I got a really good example for you, but, um, th this is something where it's a, it's a problem that a lot of people have where they, they don't get straight to the point. They kind of just, uh, they talk a lot. They don't get to the point. So the example I'm going to give you, I'll give you one that happened to me today. Uh, I do the switchboard operation or I'm technically labeled as a switchboard operator. All it means is there's a switchboard. And when we get a large amount of uh, call volume, it comes to me, I answer the call, I figure out what their problem is and what department can solve the problem and I transfer them over to that department. That's why it's called a switchboard. You're, uh, swi you're basically switching the call to different departments. So what happens is I answer the phone and this guy is uh, obviously uh, not happy, right? Most of, the, most of the calls I get are not happy. It's not happy and I go, okay, uh, um, and he starts talking about the problem that he has, how he's been getting switched from person to person, um, just trying to give me the whole story. And right as he's talking, I hear kind of what I need. Now, I can't physically help him solve the problem, right? My job, my job as a switchboard operator is not to solve the problem, get access to his account, help him solve it. My problem is to understand what he needs, then transfer him to the department that can better assist him. Right, so I'm just kind of uh, 
I guess you would say I'm more of the middleman. I'm trying to switch him to the, the, the proper place so he's not wasting time. I guess I'm trying – I guess you can view the switchboard operator as someone that's trying to help you save the time and get you to the right area when you're kind of confused and you don't know where to go. So I, so in the middle of, of this, like, 20-minute rant that this guy's going on, I hear him talk about, uh, you know, I have this extension – and they're telling me it's not working, and that's all I needed to hear. Okay, right? So I'm trying to kind of get into the conversation. This guy's still talking, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, um, hey, what's the? I did hear you talk, and I'm trying to get the extension. I'm like, hey, I did hear you talk about this extension, and as I'm talking, he's still going and still going and still going, right? And and I'm trying to get the extension, and he just goes, excuse me, excuse me, right? Like he's trying to get he's trying to get over you to keep talking. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, if you would just listen to me for two seconds, I'd save him a lot of time because he probably thinks that I can solve the problem that he's having with his account. But I, in reality, I can't do anything for him. All I can do is try to, you know, try to get him to the right department. So he's kind of shushing me. He's not letting me talk. So I just let him, you know, let him vent, let him talk for a while, talks for another 10 minutes. Finally, I, there's a little break in what he's saying. And I'm like, Hey, what's the, I'm like, I did hear you talk about an ex I was like, I was trying to ask you what the extension was that you're talking about. That's not working. Um, unfortunately you weren't letting me speak, but I'm like, what's the extension that you're trying to uh, get to? And he tells me the extension still. And then he starts complaining more. And I'm like, all right, give me one second. Let me see if I can get it to go through, put the extension in, right. Doesn't go through. Uh, I end up getting like a message where it's not working go back to the call and I'll go, okay, the extension, you're right. The extension is not working. I'm like, what's, um, I was like, uh, what I can do is transfer you to an agent, a case management agent that could better assist you. I'm like, um, like what's the matter regarding? <clears throat> and so he went through the whole thing again, whatever. And then, uh, but the whole entire time he was just wouldn't let me do what I had to do. And like, that's the most frustrating thing. Um, is because you want to help this person, right? My like when I go to work, I know like most people don't. I don't think most people think like this. Uh, I mean, there's probably a handful of people that do think like this, but I'm telling you, most people don't think like this. Most people are like, all right, my lunch breaks in 30 minutes. Like I don't really care about this, but I honestly generally care, and I try. But when what people don't understand, and if you're a uh, what's up, Dylan? But uh, if you're someone that is uh, a customer. Right, and this is one thing I never understood with with certain people is, if um like if you had a bad experience, right, and then you got transferred to someone else, and you're throwing you're throwing anger at that person, and you're telling him he's stupid, he doesn't know what he's doing, all this stuff. Do you really think the person on the other end is really going to try to help you? It's one thing I never understood with uh, with people is they they don't think like that. Nothing much. Hope everything's good with you, but um, <clears throat> but uh the point that I was trying to say is like nothing much, man. I do appreciate you joining, but uh, I don't know. You have any questions? We're talking about uh, what are we on right now? Uh, get to the point. And I'm just basically talking about uh, that. Most people don't get to the point. They kind of just talk for 20 minutes on a problem. They don't really get to the point. I don't know if you have any, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but uh, if you can comment. I'll, I'll reach back out to you with it throughout the show. But, um, but yeah, so the whole point is like, I don't understand how people don't, um, 
understand that. Like if you're reaching out to a customer service person, nice, man. I appreciate that. But, um, but yeah, so it, when you're calling a customer service, right, I never understood when people got mad at the person. Like, uh, let's say I answer the phone. I'm the customer service rep. And someone vents and they're like, yeah, like this is a terrible company. Like you're, you know, you're a piece of, uh, you know, S-H-I-T or whatever. And, uh, and they start beaming you. And I just answered the phone. I have no idea what's going on. I, it doesn't make me want to help you. It just makes me want to pass you off to another person or whatever, it, which I never understood with customers. I never understood why people uh, don't understand that. It's like the whole spitting in the food. If, if you're a server, right, and you're back there cooking up food and you're disrespecting the cook or you're disrespecting the server, uh, you know, what's to say that that person doesn't care and is going to spit in your food? I mean, I'm not saying they're going to. I'm just saying that, you know, your chances have gone up 90% because you're, you're being mean to that person. The per, you know, the person can only take so much and the person is designed to help you. That's why I never understood a lot of this. Uh, a lot of the people that get angry at people that just answered the phone or um, it's a new rep or whatnot. But, uh, but anyways, but I was trying to help him. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. But, um, but yeah, so I never understood that. So I was trying to help this guy. The guy's rambling. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I didn't say dude. Sometimes I uh, will emphasize there, but I didn't say dude. But I'm like, you know, I'm trying to help you just, to, you know, work with me and then we'll get to where you need to go. That's really all my job is as a switchboard operator. I just answer the call. All right. You got to go to customer service. All right. You're a service provider. We're going to send you to auto. You know, that's, that's the job. I don't think people understand that. But anyways, that's, uh, that's one example I'm going to give you. The other example I can give you is... Uh, when I used to do marketing, right, I used to do marketing with Broward College. And what I was doing was we'd go and help people. Um, I do a lot of the chats there. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they normally would, the students would private message you and they would ask questions like, hey, how do I get a student ID card? How do I register in enrolling classes? How do I, um, how do I go and get financial aid? Like, what do I have to do for this? X, Y, and Z, right? And most people, they would put like these long, like paragraphs and they'd be like, Hey, like I'm a student. I'm trying to do uh, X, Y, and Z. Um, I just transferred from Spain or whatnot. And they put like these long paragraphs and really what you needed was maybe like two sentences out of the whole entire paragraph to understand what they, what they needed. But they just put a whole paragraph of what they, what they were trying to describe to you, what they were doing. Um, and that's kind of like the, that's also kind of trying to get to the point. Like they probably should only put like two sentences on there rather than a paragraph. But, um, I came across kind of get to the point when I was watching a lot of sales videos. And what I realized is, uh, the guy that I watch is Grant Cardone, but he would say like a lot of people can't get to the point. And this is a common thing when people are cold calling or selling, they don't get to the point. They kind of, they go, Hey, my name's Tyler Dunn. Uh, how are you? Right. And they're kind of avoiding all the, the questions like, how are you? Like, I'm my company's done deal investments. Uh, we do X, Y, and Z. And instead of kind of just pitching, they kind of do like all this dancing around the pitch as he was trying to say, but it's kind of interesting. But that's how I kind of came up with get to the point. Cause once I heard that, once I heard, uh, you know, a lot of people don't get to the point, they kind of go around the whole entire uh, truth or, 
Um, somewhere in the middle, there's the actual problem and around the whole entire statement, like it's probably only like one part that you really need out of the whole entire statement. I was like, damn, like that's pretty, uh, that's pretty powerful. So I started kind of like thinking about this for a second. And the funniest thing that I do sometimes, which uh, a lot of people probably aren't going to do, sometimes I'll answer a, a cold call where someone's calling me like a, a telemarketer and just out of curiosity, I want to see how he's going to pitch me. So I answer the call and one time I answered it and this guy, this guy talked for like an hour on the pitch. And I was like, dude, <laughs> like I answered the phone call and I think he was trying to sell me, um, he was trying to sell me something about like, uh, if, um, I think if like you're in debt, he can help you resolve some of it by doing, I, I didn't even really know because he's, he talked so much that I kind of like lost interest after like two seconds. But he, he basically was trying to sell me uh, something where he, uh, to help you with like credit card consumption debt. And he was like, hey, this is Mark or whatever. And he's, and he's like talking and talking and talking and talking. And after like a minute or two of him talking and talking and talking, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, like this guy. Like I wanted to kind of butt in. So I went to say something and he's still talking and talking and talking and talking. And I'm like, tried to go again. And I tried to say something like a couple of sentences or a couple of words. And he's still talking over me, talking over me. But he's so concentrated on probably reading the script they probably put in front of him or he's so concentrated on pitching me that he he basically lost me and, like, wouldn't let me talk. And I'm like – like, eventually he let me talk after, like, 30 minutes of trying to pitch me. And I was like, dude, I was like, you got it. I was like, listen, I'm not buying anything from you. But I'm like, listen, man, I'm going to give you some uh, – I'm going to give you a good tip. I'm like, you got to cut the pitch down, yo. I'm like, I was trying to talk to you for like 30 minutes and you're just, you're still pitching 30 minutes later. I'm like, you got to cut that pitch down. And he was like, what? Like, he's kind of stunned. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, man, you got to cut that pitch down. But I'm like, have a great day. And I hung up, give him a little tip. But, um, uh, but I was just like, dude, I was like, damn, like, I also understand now why like a lot of people hate the cold, like when people cold call them and they try to pitch them. I understand now why people hate it because people, people suck at it. Like, damn. But, um, but that's also a good point that I could give you is like how to, how to get to the point. Uh, when I talk to people, I get straight to the point. Uh, even on this show, I get straight to the, you'll notice, like if you watch a lot of my episodes or my interviews with people or even my, um, my speeches that I put, that I do at Toastmasters in front of, in front of live people. And then I post it on the Facebook page you'll see that I get straight to the point on everything. Uh, the, the big thing I've learned at Toastmasters is I only have seven minutes to, to, to say what I need to say, and that's it. And I only need seven minutes. I don't need 20 minutes. I just need the seven minutes. And what most people do at Toastmasters is they put too much information in their speech, and they go over time. I, I've seen it happen to some of the best Toastmasters at that club. They put too much information on and they overload the presentation or they overload uh, the speech and then they are over by like two, four minutes of, uh, of, of talking. And what I do is I just simplify everything. Simplify everything because I only have seven minutes to get in, put my points out there, and get the hell out. So I simplify everything. And um, what, I, uh, what I tried to do is – on, um, on this show, I try to simplify things too. I try to get to the point. Sometimes I kind of do get off topic just because I have more time to play with. I'm not on a strict seven-minute schedule 
uh, I kind of have a little bit more time to throw around and play with and go a little bit more in depth with some of the topics I talk about. But I do try to stick to the point and get to it as fast as I possibly can. But um, what, uh, what I would say is um, just practice getting to the point. Uh, when I go to the bank, the bank, the, the bank teller doesn't care that I have X, Y, Z in debt or I have, you know, um, they don't care about my whole life story. I don't do like a lot of people talk about their whole entire life story to everyone they meet. Uh, that's, I'm telling you, half, more than half the population, maybe like 95% of people don't care about your personal life. They just don't. I mean, um, most people don't care about the person that they're talking about. They just want to get through whatever they need to get through. And, um, that's, that's literally business as a whole is a lot of people cut corners, like just get to the point, get to the point. Right. And, and I've heard, I've heard a lot about this, like, cause I've noticed with a lot of people, they just talk and talk and talk and talk. And it's like, dude, just get to the point. Like, uh, the car dealer, the car dealership is the worst place because the car dealership, what they do is they literally do this. They don't get to the point. They harass and harass, harass, harass. All right, we're going to go look at the numbers, repitch the numbers, relook at the numbers, re you know, repitch them. And then you just get pissed because you're like, dude, I don't want to be in this car dealership for two, three hours. Whoops. I just want to get to the point. I just want to get the, I just want you to run the numbers. Tell me what I need to do and move on. And either tell you, I can't afford that. We need to relook at the numbers or let's, let's go with the deal. Let's have, let's sign the deal. And that's why car, like the car dealership pisses me off. Cause I'm like, dude, like I know what I want. Um, just run the numbers don't, I don't want to play any games. I just want to, I want you to run the numbers, work with me on what I want and we'll sign the papers and it'll be an easy sale for you. Like it, 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 everyone that does business with me, whether it's, um, whether it's through Dundee investments, whether it's do anything, uh, anything related to just my personal life or, um, I, I really would say anything. I, I just get to the point. I'm like, all right, yo, you want to do Netflix with me? You want to, like, I just did a deal with my friend, uh, Eric. The, like a couple days ago, which I'm still kind of working on a little bit. Like we have it all together. I just got to get the money from him and move things forward. But he came up to me and he's like, Hey man, he's like, uh, I really don't want to pay a lot of money for Netflix or I don't want to pay the full amount for Netflix. He's like, I know you're using Netflix. And he's like, what if we just get two screens and we up and we upgrade to HD or whatever. And then we just split the payment down the middle and both pay like $6 a month. And I was like, huh, it's not a bad idea. Let me go look into that. So I was like, you know, originally I was paying for Netflix, um, which I told them, I'm like, I pay too much for Netflix. I pay about nine or $10 by myself. And I'm like, I don't use Netflix at all. And I'm like, but I do like going on there once in a while. And I'm, and I'm like, but it's also a waste of time. So I'm thinking about getting rid of it. And he was like, well, I kind of, I don't have any TV where I'm at. I do have internet. So Netflix would be good for me. And he's like, what if we just split it? And I'm like, okay. And I was like, all right, let me do some digging on this, see how much money I'm actually spending. And if we upgraded, maybe we can upgrade to a decent package, not even like the next one up and see what, and see what I can get. And if it's less money than what I'm paying for right now, monthly, then I'll, I'm, I'm all game for it. Let's do it. Go on there. I'm like, all right, two screens HD. Cause I was getting like one screen and standard edition or uh, standard def. Yeah. Standard definition. And I'm like, all right, I go on there. I'm like two screens for, uh, and like, uh, the hot and like, I think it was like, I think it's just like HD. 
but it's like high definition or whatever. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of an upgrade. $13. I'm paying 10 a month basically by myself. If we split it, it's about like six, six fifty or whatever a month. Not bad, not a bad deal. I'm like, all right, I'm saving money on this deal. I'm like, I'll do it. And I'll keep Netflix. And I even if I don't really use it, I'm only spending like six dollars a month on it. It's not really that bad. So not to mention they raise, you know, they raise it a dollar every single month. I mean, it's only a dollar, but um, they do raise it all the time. But anyways, um, I'm like, all right, cool. So then I go on there and I work out the deal with him and he agrees to it. But I got straight to the point with him. I'm like, all right, dude, listen, I looked up the plan. It's 13, $13 basically for two screens in HD. We'll split that down the middle. You could just cash out me the $6. I'm like, I'll even do you one better. I'll do you a solid. I'll pay the extra 50 cents. You pay the $6. I'll pay $7. So I'll pay more than you, right? I'll, I'll give you a good bargain right here because I'll pay more than you. I'll pay the $7. You pay the 6 I'm still paying less money. And I'm like, listen, we'll get HD and we'll get two screens. You just kind of link up on, on my account and you just create your own channel within my, my account. And then that solves the problem. You go on there. I'll give you all the path. I'll give you the username, the password. You just do whatever you want. And you have your own channel and you're paying less than me. You're paying 50 cents less than me. And he goes, huh, not a bad deal. All right. And I worked out the deal, but I was straightforward with him. I didn't go, oh, you know, I looked on here and uh, I don't know if we really want to do this. You know, there's other, there's other packages. There's about three other packages that maybe we can do and maybe still get more value. I just, no, you know, look, I looked up the prices, did everything. We're, it's either this or I'm, I'm canceling my Netflix. Like, like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's either we're going to do this or I'm canceling. Uh, so I straight forward to the point and got the deal done. Same thing with my one friend. My one friend hits me up all the time to, to help his cousin out. His cousin's uh, 16. And what he does is he'll pay me to do different things. Like last Sunday, I think it was last Sunday, he, uh, he's like, hey, my cousin really needs to go fix his uh, iPhone screen. He's like, his screen's like messed up. And he needs to go. He needs to go to Best Buy. He doesn't have a car. My sister can't take him. Like other people can't take him. I'll pay you to go take him. I'm like, all right. I was, I was like, all right. Some uh, extra, extra income to go take him. And like, you know, not a, not. He's a good kid, so I'm like, I don't really care. I'll go and take him. Um, <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, I got you. So then go and take him. He's like, hey man. He's like, take him out to lunch and put it on my tab and you know X Y and Z whatever. But he kind of we just we got straight to the point, straight to the point. He's like, "Hey man, my uh, my uh, my cousin needs to someone to go take him to the phone store. Can you do it?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I'm like, "I'll do it." Right? He got straight to the point. He didn't like bullshit. He didn't run around. Oh hey Tyler, how's it going? Right? Oh can you? you know, how's everything going? And like some people play catch up. He just got straight to the point. That, that's kind of how you do it. Um. Same thing with, uh, I've done it, you know, I could probably go on and on and on with this topic, but uh, I'll cut it short on that, but we'll go on to the next one. And the next one's going to be, you should be pr a proud American. Now, this one might be kind of controversial for a lot of people because, uh, especially in my generation, I feel like a lot of people are not proud Americans. Uh, a lot of people, um, I think a lot of millennials, uh, at least millennials in my generation, I know like the younger, the younger, younger millennials, I think are a little bit more conservative as I've been looking into and researching, but people my age around 20, um, I think it's around, I think I want to say like 25, maybe to like 21 
maybe around that age. I could be, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not hundred percent sure. I kind of tried to come up with uh, from my knowledge base, kind of like uh, an age range. I mean, I could be wrong on that age range. Don't hold me to it, but around that age range, it kind of leans a lot to the left and a lot of them are not proud Americans. They think America is terrible. They think that uh, capitalist or capital uh, capitalism is bad. They think all this stuff is is bad in America, and America is such a terrible place. But uh, the reason I can't, you know, I wanted to do this topic, uh, why you should be a proud American is because you're you basically won the lottery the the minute you were born into the United States. And I think a lot of people underestimate that. They don't think about that, but you're not starving. Uh, your parents probably have cars. Uh, you probably all have technology in your house. Uh, most people, uh, most third world countries, like they don't have a supermarket two blocks down the road. And no matter how poor you are in the United States, poverty is basically being diminished down to nothing. I mean, like a lot of people, you know, obviously we saw poverty in, uh, in the United States of America, but it's literally dwindling down to almost nothing. Doesn't mean you're not broke. Like, don't get it, don't get it twisted. It doesn't mean you're not broke. It just means that you're, uh, you know, you can't, you're not, you're not living in the worst place in the world. You're living in one of the highest, you know, you basically won the lottery is what I'm trying to say. I know it's kind of coming out kind of weird, but you you basically won the lottery as soon as you were born in the United States of America. Um, you kind of won two lotteries as they like to say, because the first one was you becoming, you know, you being born. That's like one in, I think the statistic on that is like one in a trillion chance that you were born um, from your parents because uh, it goes down to like uh, like sperm and stuff like that. Like when, you know, obviously through uh, conception, there's multiple sperm count that goes through and you are the one that made it. So that's why they come up with like one in a trillion chance that you got life. That was the first lottery. The second one that you were born in the best country in the world, which is the United States of America. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. So, and even though, you, you know, a lot of people are enslaved by the dollar, right? That's something that you can work on. You're in a state, you're in a country where you can become financially independent or financially free. A lot of other countries, you don't really have that obligation. You're kind of stuck uh, because of communism or because of a dictator or whatever, but in the United States of America, you have free will, and that's what can get you financial freedom. So it's kind of like a lot of people, I've, honestly, I think a lot of people are misinformed. I, I always say to people, because everyone calls everyone stupid, like, oh, this person's stupid, that person's stupid. I don't believe people are stupid. I just believe people are misinformed. That's literally what stupidity is. It's just you're misinformed. You don't have the right information. So um, that's what I tell people. I tell people it's not because you're stupid that you don't have money. It's because you're not financially educated. You don't have the inf- you don't have the right information. So, and that's with anything. It's whether it's public speaking. It's whether it's uh, driving a car properly. It's whether uh, you want better credit. Uh, it, anything you can think of. It's most likely if you're not getting the results you want. It's fitness. Fitness is a good one. Uh, it's because you have the wrong information. So. That's something that I wanted to say on this topic is you should be a proud American. Um, because if you're not proud and you go against America, America is not going to, you know, you're not going to win in America. You can't win in something if you hate it. It's like wealth. I was watching this video uh, just, you know, right before this, like maybe an hour before this. And it was a video where it was a professor and he was going to the colleges and he was talking about how 
um, if you want to be wealthy or you want to be rich, you can't, you can't be envious about people that are wealthy because if you're going against people that are wealthy or you're envious, you're jealous and, and you hate people and you go, Oh, it's uh, because everyone's wealthy and rich that I can't, you know, that there it's stacked against me. You're not going to be able to get there because you're envious. You're against it. You're uh, not for it. So it's not for you. That's what you're basically telling yourself. And that's what I'm trying to get here is uh, you can't you can't be successful in America if you hate America. It's uh, it's just like if um, I expect you to do something for me, but I hate your guts, and I tell you every single day, yo, I hate you. You're 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 nothing to me. You're a nobody. That person's not going to help me. That person's going to tell me to go f myself, and I'm back to square one. I don't have anyone. So. Um, it's the same idea as that. And that's what I try to tell people because I know a lot of people that I talk to and they think America is, uh, in the shitter or, which is the funniest thing is it's the opposite right now. It's the hottest job market. Um, you're living in a, you're living in one of the best times to be alive right now is uh, a lot of people like to say, uh, you got technology that does everything for you. You got supermarkets on every single store. You, you you'll never go hungry. Uh, if you do need help, there's normally a family member or a friend or someone that'll help you because people are nice whether you want to believe it or not. I, I do believe that majority of people are nice. Um, I do think that, um, you know, I, I, that's something that's my opinion. I mean, I can't give you any statistical evidence right now on that, but um, that's my opinion. But you do have family, you do have friends, uh, and if you have friends that aren't going to help you, then you're, you have the wrong friends. So I definitely would get new friends. But um, but anyways, that's kind of like what I'm trying to get at with this topic. That's why I kind of felt like it was important to kind of talk about is, you know, you got to be a proud American. If you're, if you're not proud to be an American, don't expect America to help you out or even to, to succeed in America because it's just not going to happen. So <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Uh, I, want, I normally give you examples. I want to give you some examples of uh, – I'm trying to think of how I can give you these examples, but I think what I'll do, I'm trying to think if I can give you something where maybe I was really proud, and the only thing I can really think of is giving you a scenario of uh, someone that I was talking to that was probably very anti-capitalist or anti-America. Um, I actually just got a topic for you. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of shit from this later on because my, mo my mom's going to be pissed. Whatever. I'm at a point I just don't care. So <laughs> I'm just at a point where it just doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it would probably be a blessing in, you know, blessing in disguise if something did happen. But anyways, um, like the company I'm working for right now, and I've, I've done a segment on this. I think it was like 113, I think episode 113. But the company I work for I don't think is going to last very long. Um, for the for the sole purpose that um, it's it's an anti-American company, and what I mean by that is they don't go around saying that they don't go around saying, "Hey, like we hate America, we do this." But how they run the business is very um, anti-America, and I'm gonna give you a couple examples that what they do, which is is very, I mean, it's it's crazy. But what they what they wanted to do recently, um, and they haven't done it yet, but I know they're going to do it is um, they want to pay everyone the same the same wage. So they want they want someone like myself that's working in customer service, let's say, uh, making, uh, you know, I don't really care about saying this, maybe like, 
you know, I make about $13 an hour, right? And they, uh, they want someone like myself making 13 to do someone else. You know, they want us to be trained in every single department. And so in case, like, let's say someone in authorizations that deals with service providers calls out, I can then go into their position and do their work. But they're probably not going to pay me more. There's been no talk about it. I will not be surprised if they go, we're not going to give you a raise. We'll just give you a raise every single year. And the first thing that came to mind is, oh, they want us to be like communists. And, you know, that might hit, you know, some people are like, well, some, I'm telling you, some people are probably like, well, well what do he said? Yeah, that's basically what's coming down to because they want us all to work the same position as everyone else. They want us to be trained in all the positions but get the same pay when someone else is probably making, let's say, 16 or $17 doing that job. They want someone like myself to do it for $13 an hour, doing the same thing that person's doing for 16 or $17 an hour. And that's what communism is. Communism is basically they want everything to be equal, equality, equality this, equality that, equality this, equality that. Everyone's going to be the same. Everyone's going to get paid the same. doesn't matter if you're a garbage man. doesn't matter if you're a salesperson. doesn't matter if you're a uh, person that's in high demand, uh, like a pilot, like something like a doctor, right? A doctor should get paid more than someone that pushes papers around because the doctor is more valuable than the paper, the paper pusher, right? So, you know, that, that, and that's communism. Communism is trying to make everything the same and have the same outcome, the same this, the same that. And that's what this company is trying to do is they're trying to literally uh, squeeze out the money out of the, the, um, the can't think, employee. I don't know why I couldn't think of that term for a sec. The employee, they're trying to squeeze out as much time and energy and effort from the employee to the point that they're getting every dollar out of you. And it's to the point where it's dehumanizing. It's actually, it's, it's really crazy because I heard a lot about, you hear a lot about this, by the way, the rat race, the nine to five, uh, you know, uh, you get suckered into um, being abused and, and used. And I, you know, I didn't really understand. I mean, I saw it with certain companies that I work for. I've never seen it like this before. I mean, it's to the point where like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, people that work for this company kill themselves. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, uh, you know, people, you know, a lot of people quit at this job, by the way, too. A lot of uh, turnover at this company um, where people just quit. They're like, screw this. It's not worth it. I'll go back to doing whatever. And they quit. And it's not because the job is, it's not because the job, the work is very hard because it's very mindless work. It's, the, it's to the point how the, the company uses you as a pawn and how they act like they care by giving you a 401k account and they act like they care by giving you benefits and they act like they care when they see you and say hi to you and stuff, but you don't move up anywhere. They promote people that don't deserve to be promoted. And they, uh, they, they basically take a, a big shit on the person that actually tries to put in the most, you know, the most work and really tries to achieve the highest, uh, you know, try to actually play by the rules that they're putting in. So, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of an example that I, it could give you where like, uh, you know, the, and they're losing by the way, because I'm telling you every single complaint, you know, I, any, any email I get, any phone call I pick up, it's nine out of 10 times. It's a complaint where they're like, Hey, this company's terrible. I'll never do business with this company again, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, and it's because the employees don't care because the company's not taking care of the employees. They're treating them like trash. So 
what's happening is it's reflecting on the company because companies treating the employees like craps. So the employees are like, well, I'm just going to use the company. I don't really care. And they abuse the customer. And then it comes full circle back to the company. Oh, uh, I've been a customer. I mean, I've got a ton of these emails. I've been a customer for 25 years and I've never been treated like this before. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to cancel service. And it's a, it's, it's a 20 or 25 year customer. I mean, that have had no complaints, nothing. All of a sudden now they're like, Oh, I don't want to deal with this company anymore. So, um, I don't, you know, and who knows the, I mean, the company, maybe they get themselves in other things. The thing with this company is they seem to try to dodge things instead of fixing things. Um, so, I mean, they could be in business for a very long time, but, uh, eventually it's going to come back to haunt them because, uh, if you're not taking care of the customers and you're not taking care of your internal employee base, you're not going to have a business much longer. I'm just, you know, it's just the truth. It doesn't matter how much money you're worth. If you're not taking care of the customer, which is your money, right? They are people that are producing you business. Uh, you're going to lose the income and you're not going to have anything left. So, um, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I, I talk the way I talk about it because I'm at a point where I don't care and, uh, it's, I'm leaving the company anyways. So it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> that's, so that's all I got to say. So that's one example I can give you. The second one I can give you is, uh, um, here's a great example, and I know I won't really get in trouble because uh, I don't think she watches this show. I wouldn't be surprised if she does on the side and just sneaks in things, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't. So I had an ex-girlfriend, uh, my last, the, the most recent one, and she was very uh, left-wing, and like I said, I'm Republican, so I'm very right-wing. But she would always criticize America, she would always criticize certain things, and she would criticize the wealthy all the time. Now, I will disclose that at, at a certain time, I, I, I used to think that you know uh, money was the root of all evil. Uh, I, I did get suckered into a lot of the crap that a lot of people probably spew to you or maybe even you think um, that, oh, the wealthy are selfish individuals. Uh, they don't care about the, the bottom half. Um, money is the root of all evil, hate money, stuff like that. Uh, and I changed because then I started researching things and I started having my own opinions and my own, you know, facts that I was looking into. And I realized that it is, it's the wealthy that actually, um, help the poor, uh, cause the poor can't help themselves. They don't have any money. They don't, they can't do anything. So it's the wealthy that's doing everything. Um, the wealthy are the ones that are building everything you see on the screen right now. Uh, the wealthy contribute more than 90% of what the poor people do or the bottom half do. But anyways, she would argue things like, um, like, you know, like the, the wealthy or whatever are criminals and stuff. And but I think what she was referring to, because you couldn't really have a conversation with her because you would say something. And if you didn't agree with her, it's, Oh, you're a racist. You're a bigot. You're this. So you couldn't, you couldn't really get uh, your two cents in there. But um, like she said something about, you know, the wealthy are selfish. They steal. I think she was referring to taxes, all right? Now, the funny thing is uh, those rights, those tax rights, you can get. You can get them. It's not just the wealthy that can access that, by the way. It's the reason she's mad and she's frustrated is for two reasons. One, her parents are anti-America or her parents are having those thoughts because she couldn't debate these things, by the way. She couldn't debate me. I'd send her a fact and she would basically be like, oh, whatever. 
right? When, and you basically say whatever when you, um, you, you don't have any, you don't have anything to come back at. You're like, Oh, like I, I lost. I, I don't have anything to come back at that. So you say, Oh, whatever. You're just a know-it-all, right? That's what, that's what I get called a lot. Oh, you're a know-it-all. So she would, uh, say stuff like that. And I'd be like, all right, well, I guess you really don't know what you're talking about because, uh, if you did, you'd have something to come back at with that. Oh, no, oh, whatever. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to do that. And uh, what I what I kind of realized was she was piggybacking off her parents. I don't know if it was more – I don't think it was her dad. I think it was her mom. Her mom would sit in her room and watch CNN for hours, just watch the news. And so, uh, you know, we had things like the Parkland uh, shooting down here, and, like, it was just – it was terrible. It wasn't it, – you know, um, just terrible overall, uh, just the incident, and then also, like, conversations with certain people – uh, it's just terrible. But anyways, I kind of was going to try to go into that, but uh, um, I kind of don't want to go into that because it's not, it's not going to kind of fit into this narrative. Uh, but anyways, so she would kind of criticize the wealthy and all this stuff, and I'd be like, well, hey, do you know? And that, and she's like, oh, it's all capitalism. It's it's capitalism that's like the, the evil, or that's why the, the wealthy stay wealthy and the poor stay poor. And I'd, and I'd say stuff like, well, oh, so then you're, then you're for communism. Yeah, I'm for that. I think uh, they should distribute the wealth and tax them more than us or whatever. Okay. I was like, do you understand that uh, there's not one example of success with communism? Eh. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there's not one example that communism has ever worked for any country in the whole entire world. Do you know what the, the only system of money or uh, the, the, the only system that has ever worked in the history or just in history and period? And she's like, no, what? And I'm like, capitalism. Capitalism is the only system that has, has diluted poverty down to basically almost 0% where no one's in poverty. And she's like, that's not true. She's like, what about Sweden? And I'm like, well, Sweden will actually admit to you that even though they do have a lot of different socialistic, uh, socialistic plans or different things that are socialist or socialist um, ideas that they use, it wasn't until they started into implementing more capitalist type of structure with wealth and money that they started to really succeed. And they'll tell you that. The government itself will tell you that. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about, right? So the the point being is that uh, she's not going to make it. And the point that I wanted to kind of bring into, I know I kind of dragged it on a little bit, is I was, I'm, I mean, I'm like, like I said, like at the time I wasn't, I wasn't where I kind of am financially now. And even now I wouldn't even say I'm really financially great. Uh, I'm still working on a lot of kinks and stuff, but um the only way I knew how to get credit score and improve things and business credit is because I learned about America. I learned about the history. I learned that America was founded on business and business is really what America is. It's one big business. We are a business. You have a social security, you're a business. You take an income, you report it and you, uh, you pay expenses and you report that too to the, the government, right? So, you're a business. And and until I learned that, I didn't really appreciate America. I didn't understand that America is a business. 
everything's a business. Business is life. I really want to get shirts that say, uh, uh, biz, you know, business is life. Because it, it's the it's the, the the main truth. It, business really is life. But um, I look at her, you know, I tried to help her out financially, and she wasn't. She gave me all her stuff, and I'm like, hey, you got a lot of credit card consumption debt. And I tell her, hey, you can't, you know, you want to probably minus this. And she'd go and buy all these crazy things like nail polish. And on her wall, she would have racks and rows of uh, nail polishes all across the wall. And she's still buying more nail polish. And I'm like, you don't need this. Like, this is a want. You don't need this. The reason you're buying it is because you want it, but you don't need it. Look at all the nail polish you have on the shelves over there. Yeah, I know. I just wanted it. And I'm like, well, that's why you're going to be broke the rest of your life because you don't have any discipline in your spending. It's a, it's a, it's a big issue. Yeah, like 90%. I mean, even, uh, even, um, even the Supreme, uh, leaders of the United States, the, um, I can't think of, uh, for some reason it's, I'm drawing a blank on what I want to call them, but, uh, your own government, the people that run it, the government itself can't even stay on budget. I mean, we're in trillions of dollars of debt. So, um, so the point being is that, uh, you know, it, your own government really can't even stay in the budgets or even produce, uh, you know, stay, stay solid on the budget. They're in debt as well. So it's not a good example, but like that, that was kind of like the thing I wanted to get to. You should be a proud America, uh, American, because if you're not a proud American, there's no way you're going to succeed in America. That, that's really what I was trying to get at. And she'll never succeed until she realizes that she's, she's blessed to be in America. Whether you agree with all the policies, because like I said, I don't, I, you know, I don't agree with all the policies that America has. I don't agree with all the laws. I don't agree with everything that America does. But I appreciate what America is. And I am very proud to, to tell you that I am a proud American. And, uh, you know, you, you probably, you know, you'll probably hear that. Uh, maybe with the older generations, but with the younger generations, a lot of them are all about uh, socialism. Not they don't like capitalism. Uh, they're very anti-America. They want to radically change it, and um, unfortunately, they just have a lot of bad information. I don't think they're stupid. I mean, a lot of people call those types of people stupid. I just think they're very misinformed. Um, there's a big difference between being stupid and misinformed. But that's the topic of you should be a proud American. I'm going to go into now uh, Dundee Investments, and then we'll wrap this up. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name is Tyler Dunn. I do own a business called Dundee Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. That business is a real estate business, and what it's designed to do is to help get a someone that's financially struggling with their property and connect them to an investor that can basically buy the property, flip it, do whatever they want with it, and then from there, uh, help that, that distressed seller out. Someone that really financially uh, can't get ahead, uh, their credit's probably going to be destroyed, and they just really need assistance, and that's where that'll come into place, uh, that, or that's where my business comes into place. What I'm going to do is I will go over the three steps that I call the three steps to financial freedom, so you'll know how it works. But I also want to go over some examples because a lot of people are a lot of people ask me like how do you uh, how do you use that like how do you use your company to help someone like what kind of examples would you be able to help assist people with financial issues so we can help with a lot of more you know I'm gonna probably give you like four or five examples before I go into the three steps but just know that this could work for a bunch of different reasons so 
The first one would be a job transfer. And this one's kind of common where you find, you find better opportunity, uh, let's say, in a different country or a different state or maybe a further city where you have to move closer to it. And you found out that they want to hire you, but you have to, you have to get there within a week, maybe two weeks. Um, and you, you have a short window period of time where you have to move quick and sell quick. That's where Dundeal Investments would help you. Because if you went through a real estate agent, it's going to take them maybe a month, a month and a half, maybe even longer, depending on the market, depending on the location, depending on a bunch of different varies, or variables. Um, and that's where Dundeal Investments would just be able to get you an investor really quick. We would go into contract. We'd obviously negotiate, agree. And then uh, you'd be hands-free. You'd get your amount that we agreed upon. And then the investor would basically take ownership. Now, excuse me. The second example would be uh, a pre-foreclosure. So pre-foreclosure is like the steps before a foreclosure, which just means that uh, most people, when they finance a mortgage, it's normally through a bank. Uh, you can get it through other mortgage lenders. Typically, it's through a bank you get a mortgage. And what sometimes happens is life happens. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe uh, you um, you're not making as much money that you thought you might have that you're going to be making when you, when you got approved for the loan. Um, whatever the case is, you're, you're just behind on payments. And what happens is after the third payment that you fall you you fall uh, behind on, the bank will repossess that property um, because you're not paying them on time and you're not committing to the contract that you signed for the loan. So in this case, it's the worst case scenario because it destroys your credit because you're tied in on a loan with your credit. So it destroys your credit, it, um, which takes a long time to rebuild. And at the same time, you just lost all your money in the deal because you've been, let's say you've made uh, you know, like 36 payments on time. You just lost those 36 uh, payments and you lost all your money in the deal. And, the, and it's the best you know, the best case scenario for the bank because the bank just made all this money off you on interest and now they're making money where they can resell the property and make more money. So the bank doesn't care and the bank's not going to give you more money for the loan because they already, you already proved to them that you can't handle the loan. So they're not going to give you more money. So this is a situation that I, I uh, you know, it's kind of common in Florida, um, the, the pre-foreclosure rates and most people don't know how to get out. So this is a resource, Dundeal Investments, where we'll be able to quickly go in, put it under contract with you, and then give it to an investor. The investor will pay you, right? They'll pay you uh, the, fair, the fair value of the house. And then from there, they'll just take ownership and basically take care of the property. And like, they'll just own it, they'll flip it probably. Most of them flip them and sell them. They could flip them and rent them. Most people, I think, flip them and then sell them. I don't think a lot of them, um, a lot of them don't really flip them and keep them. They kind of just flip them and sell them, depending on the deal. But anyways, what happens is um, from that point, they take ownership and then you get out of your debt. Your credit is saved. doesn't affect your credit because we just saved you on the loan. We, we basically paid off that loan for you. And then uh, you're, set, you, you know, you're on your merry way and you're free. You're out of that debt. Now, the third one would be uh, a real estate agent and – this one, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are, um, they don't understand why I'd say real estate agent, but the problem with real estate agents is not all of them, obviously there's good ones out there, but a lot of them, it's, it's a market that's saturated. A lot of people have a real estate license and a lot of people, um, it's just a market that's saturated. 
And a lot of them take a 6% commission or higher. I mean, that's the average is 6%. A lot of them charge higher than 6% of commission. Dundee Investments doesn't do any of that. Uh, we don't charge the seller any money. We actually get a commission, which we call a finder's, uh, finder's fee, for giving the deal to the investor. So the investor pays Dundee Investments. The seller does not. Now, with this, uh, with this, the other, the other cool thing with Dundee Investments is we don't do open house and um, stuff like that. We already have preset investors, so we just go and find you an investor. And if I don't have someone already on hand, a, a connection, I'll do some cold calling and find you. It's very easy to find buyers, just for the, just for the sole purpose that it's a buyer's market. As as you hear a lot, it's a buyer's market. Uh, that's what a real estate agent will tell you. Uh, there's more buyers than sellers, so it's not hard to find a buyer. Um, but what we do is we, uh, we take five, you take 10 pictures overall of your property. We do a walkthrough, which I'm going to get into with the steps and we give all this stuff to the investor. And that's what dilutes the time to find someone and, and have them buy your property fast. Uh, is we're, we're doing all the legwork and we're not doing open houses. We're using technology to do it. So that's uh that's one way is if uh, you just don't want to use a real estate agent you want you don't want to pay high high commission fees um, you're just tired of using them because a lot of them aren't good and they're taking forever to sell your house that's one way the fourth reason would be if you inherited a property and this one's uh this one's kind of common but not really but um, this is where a loved one normally an elderly person or elderly loved one passes away and you inherit the property through the will. And most people don't want to sell it themselves. They don't want to do all that work. And some of them don't really want to go through a real estate agent. They just want to do a quick sell and then uh, move on and get the profit from it. So this is, and by the way, uh, mo most of the time if it is an elderly uh, person that owned the home before you, they tend not to take care of the property because uh, they don't do maintenance on the property. So they don't like update the appliances in the home they don't really take care of the roof they don't they don't really take care of the property they kind of just live in it and um, that it's really what happens and that's what Dundee investments really is specialized in is we buy the house as is um, and we, we give you cash for that property so that's another way we can help you out is if you inherited a property and you just want to sell it really quick and make and make the profit from the, the house you don't want two houses you don't want more property that's where Dundee investments would help you out the last one, the fifth one that I have would be divorce. And this is one that's kind of controversial, uh, controversial because uh, most people don't understand why I'm talking about divorce. The reason I talk about it is because uh, we're living in, uh, in the United States of America, it's about a 50-50 divorce rate where, you know, um, half of the population is basically getting divorces. And a lot of people, it's more than one marriage that they've been into or uh, more than one divorce, uh, I probably should say. Uh, I know a couple of people that have maybe two or three divorces or three marriages um, happen to them. So it is common, the divorce rate in America. And in Florida, it's a 50-50 uh, state, meaning that um, anything that both the, the partners own have to be split 50-50. So um, in a property, you can't just take a saw or whatever and split the property in half. The best way to do it would be to sell the property and split the profits 50-50. So this is where Dundee Investments would help you out, where uh, the property is probably the biggest asset you're probably going to split between, um, between, between the two partners. And this is where we would just sell it quick 
you'd split it 50-50 and move on, and that's one less asset that you have to worry about, and it's the most probably the most painful one because you're going to try to do it through a real estate agent, and it's going to take a long time. It's going to be a long process, and this will help you cut down the process uh, or the time spent on that last a that big asset. So that's something to consider. Now, there's plenty of other reasons you'd want to use Dundee Investments for um, your real estate needs. Now, um, i trying to think. Uh, so, yeah, there's plenty of other reasons. As long as you want to sell your property very fast for uh, a fair, quick cash offer, that's what Dundee Investments is designed to do. Now, I'm going to go into the three-step process to financial freedom. And the, the process is, is very simple. It's three steps. The first step is you have to contact Dundee Investments. So, this is um, the most crucial step, I'd say, only for the fact that I can't help you if I don't know that you need the help. Now, I feel like some people are going to come across this and maybe they don't need the services of Dundee Investments, but they know friends or family members. So um, the best thing that I could tell you is uh, if you don't want to give your, if you don't want to give their information to me, have them call me. Um, or you can call me personally and then give me their information and I'll contact them in whatever way you feel like they'll be more um, more comfortable with. And from there, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you some very basic questions just to get a better understanding of the, what condition your property's in and what can, or what problem you're trying to get out of or solve. So that's very important because I need to know the best route to help you out and the best situate or the best solutions to help you solve that that situation or problem that you're having. Now, now the best ways to contact would be going to our website at www.dundealinvestment.com. The next best thing, um, or I think the best thing, is to give me a call at 954-857-6450. You could text that number as well. Um, or you can send us an email at www.dundealinvestments at outlook.com. And the last one would be our Facebook page. You can iMessenger, uh, iMessenger, iMessenger us um, at Dundeal Investments on Facebook. Now, so you got to contact us is the first step, right? Now, the second step is now we have to do what I call a walkthrough. Now, we have to set up an appointment. I have to be able to walk through your property, take five pictures inside the property and five pictures out. So a total of 10 pictures. The other thing I'm going to do is um, jot down any anything that's a cost to the investor. So we got to fix the roof. We got to fix your driveway. We got to maybe change, you know, maybe the maybe the garage door opener is like destroyed. It doesn't even open. That's, that's a cost to the investor. Um, the pool needs to be diamond brighted. Whatever it, a cost is to the investor, I need to jot down. So when I go to find you an investor for the deal, I have all the information I just send him, email, text, whatever you know that, it, that investor is comfortable doing. But um, I can just send him the information, and this is what cuts the time down. Because a real estate agent is trying to do open houses. They're trying to do a bunch of other things where uh, it's time-consuming, and it, it puts a lot of time and stress on you. And this way, like I do all the work for you. I do all the work for you. right? So that's something that's really important to know. Now, that's step two. Now, step three, which is the last step in the, in the three steps to financial freedom, would be um, I need to, we need to negotiate, right? So we need to negotiate on the price and the terms. Um, and real quick, I'll disclose to you how I'm going to get the price. The price, all it's going to be is uh, the market value of your property. I'm going to deduct the expenses to the investor, and we're going to negotiate on that price below that. So that's how that's going to work. Now, 
the terms are going to be like if you need to stay in your house for maybe another week or two, which I have to work out with the investor. Um, it's just so that the investor and myself know like, okay, these are the terms that we need to abide by to get to, to get you moving forward to another property or to get you to another place to live in. Um, and that's, you know, that's obviously pretty important. So we'll negotiate on the price and the terms from here. Once we all agree, the seller would sign the contract. I would sign it for done deal investments and the investor would sign for their company where they're going to take ownership of the property. Now from here, it's a done deal, right? It's a done deal. The contract is done. Everything is good. Now what's going to happen is the investor is going to take ownership of the property. He's going to flip it, rent it, sell it, whatever he wants to do with it. It's his property now. Dundell Investments is going to make a commission fee, not, not off the seller, but off the investor through a commission fee or what we call a finder's fee for giving, finding the deal, putting the deal together, doing all the legwork and giving them the deal. Now the seller is going to be able to walk away from the financial situation that they're in. They're going to be able to um, take the money that we're going to pay them and they're going to be able to go find another property or rent or find, you know, go get another mortgage, whatever they want to do. They're free to do whatever they want with their money. And from here, they're going to, they're going to get out of uh, the, the debt that they're in, but they're also going to be saving their credit, right? Cause a lot of this stuff is tied with their credit. So they're going to walk away with nothing affecting their credit and debt free and money in their pocket, which is awesome. Now, Anything else that seller needs, if you need a uh, real estate agent if, to go find you a property, if you need a, a home inspector to inspect it, if you need financing, whatever you need, you can, Dundee Investments can, can help you further by giving you third parties. Uh, right now, I don't have resources for those yet. That's kind of like the big picture I'm trying to work, you know, I want to work into doing. But um, Right now, it would be third parties. I know a lot of real estate agents. I know a couple home inspectors. Uh, I know I know quite uh, a couple of different people that are in different of a uh, bunch of those resources that I gave you. But um, that's that's the goal. So I can help you out further by giving you third parties, but I can't obviously do it with my company. So that's something to think about. Now, um, that's basically everything. That's the three steps of financial freedom. We went over the examples. Uh, the last thing I can tell you is kind of where I want to take Dundee Investments LLC and then we'll wrap it up. But I um, personally want to um, build it to a point where it's got a lot of resources for sellers, home home buyers and home sellers, and uh, where we have our own real estate team, our own home inspecting team, our own excuse me, finance team, and so on and so forth, and just add all these different resources for homeowners and home buyers. And it's just a one-stop shop for all of those needs instead of going through all these third parties. And that's a big thing when you're buying a home, which you'll realize if you are about to buy a home or if you've bought homes in the past, it's a process. You have to go through all these different companies to, to make sure you're getting the right deal. And so what ends up happening is you got to find a property. So then you go and get a real estate agent, right? From there, you then have to inspect the home and go through a third party home inspector to inspect the home to make sure you're not getting ripped off and you're getting a bad deal. And then from there, you got to go get financing. So you got to go and find a more a lender, right? A mortgage lender or a bank to give you the loan or the mortgage. So it's, um, it's a bunch of different steps and that's why it's such a, a, um, you know, a lot of people don't like the process. It's, it's very lengthy. It's long. 
it's kind of a pain in the butt to do, but um, that's what you have to do. And if I can branch all those different resources under one umbrella or one company, it will dilute um, the, you know, it'd give you a better buying experience. It'd give you a better selling experience. And at the same time, it'll dilute the time of, of the buying process. So that's something that I'm thinking about doing slowly, but surely start adding on different things to it. And from there, uh, create, you know, a great company. So that's what I'm trying to do with Dundee Investments LLC, where the deal is already done. Now, real quick, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I do want to go over this board real quick because this is very important behind me. So if um, I should have done this in the beginning, I kind of messed up. I tried to do it in the beginning and the end. But uh, if you want to listen to old episodes, we're on 116 episodes of Goals and Updates right now. If you want to listen to the old episodes, uh, you're going to go to goalsandupdates.podbean.com. Again, that's goalsandupdates.podbean.com. And that's our main website where – you just go to that website and you'll see all the old episodes. Now I do have up to 70 old episodes on there. Um, and we have a bunch of different things, uh, regular episodes like what I'm doing right now. And I also have a lot of, I have, uh, I think like five different people on there for co-hosting, which is pretty awesome. Um, which I, you know, I couldn't see before until I posted them, but I have about five or four different people on there. I do want to add more people to the list of putting them on goals and updates, but that's just, um, you know, that's what I have so far. So 70 episodes after this episode, I'm going to work on getting us caught up to 116 or at least 100 episodes. But that's our main website at Podbean. The next one, which is extremely, extremely, extremely important, is Patreon support. Now, um, this is what helps me generate revenue for the show and to keep the show going uh, eventually, I do want to hire uh, a crew where I can um, maybe even buy space and do the podcast. Uh, a crew would probably be the, the best thing to do. Um, and obviously, I need to upgrade equipment and stuff that gets outdated, software, different things. Whatever is a cost to, to myself within this company with goals and updates, um, it doesn't come free, right? So Patreon support is a great way where you can sign up for a monthly membership and just donate money every single month to Goals and Updates account, and then that goes towards stuff on the show. So I want to get a new, I want to get another chair for my co-host. Um, I want to eventually upgrade and be able to get four or five people on the show uh, at a time. Uh, once I get to a point where I can do that, and different things like apps or anything that's a cost to the show to expand. I definitely, I definitely need your help. So right now we have a $1 membership, which, uh, which I named it a goal starter. So it's a goal starter membership. It's $1 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee a month. I mean, you probably spend more money at Starbucks than you will $1 a month. And everyone has a dollar sitting around in their bank account uh, that you can donate to a great cause to goals and updates uh, which is trying to help transfer negative thinking into positive thinking, but at the same time try to get different voices on the show, different viewpoints, different you know, different everything. And uh, that's where that dollar membership is going to go. It's going to go right into the goals and updates uh, budget. So I did get one person. I forgot to mention that. I did get someone that did join on this show. I got Sterling. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sterling, for signing up. Sterling signed up for the dollar membership, so I do have a Patreon supporter. Uh, which is sterling. My goal is to try to get 50 people to sign up. That'll be $50 every single month that go to the show. And then obviously I'll increase that to like a hundred people and then 200 people and so on and so on. But 
Um, right now we just have a dollar membership, which is the gold starter. To do that, to sign up, to support this show, it's patreon.com slash goals and updates. Again, that's patreon.com slash goals and updates. And the last thing I have on here before I let you go is Apple Podcasts. I did get approved to, to be put on Apple Podcasts, which is something that people came up to me and said, hey, I only watch my shows on Apple Podcasts. Well, I got it approved. We're up there. We have about 70 episodes up and running on Apple Podcasts. So all you have to do, and obviously this is only for Apple users. If you're an Android user, you just go to the Podbean website, and you can even get their app, by the way. Uh, you don't even need an Apple Podcast to get access to that, that main website. You just download the Podbean app and then search us, Goals and Updates. But Apple Podcasts, all you have to do is go on to that, that logo right on your iPhone. I'll actually show you really quick. Uh, now that now that I'm not really doing uh, Instagram right now, but I can show you really quick. So you go in, right? Uh, you might not be able to see it. Can you see it? No, it's not really going to show you. But on your phone, there's going to be an app, and it's going to be labeled podcast. And it's going to be a, a purple square with, uh, it almost looks like a little uh, upside down ex exclamation mark with like two circles around it. You're going to go into the podcast, and uh, all your, and this is, by the way, any Apple product, you can do this. And you just go to search. You type in on the search bar, goals and updates. It's the first one that pops up. We have 70 episodes up there right now. So I'm going to, right after this, I'm literally going to start uploading more episodes. So we'll have uh, hopefully 100, maybe even, maybe I'll even catch up to 116. But um, I do appreciate everyone that came up to watch this show, 100 and, you know, episode 116 of goals and updates. I appreciate you guys. Uh, show me some support, sign up for Patreon support, go watch other episodes. Um, and I just appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And have a great rest of your night. This has been episode 116 of Goals and Updates with your host, Tyler J. Dunn. Peace. I want to thank you personally for checking out our free content with over 10,000 hours of free content. Show us some support on whatever platform you are on by hitting a like button, commenting, or by sharing the podcast. Help us out by being a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash goals and updates. 